Hey, everyone. Oh, what a day we are going to have. And for those that have always wanted to know kind of the ins and outs of the world of newspapers, magazines, TV, radio, I've got the woman today that's going to be able to answer so many of those incredibly valuable questions around marketing, around how do you put something out there that people are going to resonate with and want to hear more and want to do everything that you're going to be putting out there. Well, today I have an incredible gal. Her name is Sandy Sedgbeer. And Sandy is a professional journalist who cut her teeth in the ultra competitive world of British newspapers and magazine. She has conducted numerous interviews for TV, radio, print media. Her subjects span the gamut from show business celebrities, rock stars, authors, scientists, researchers, politicians, thought thinkers, you name it. And guess what? She's going to be in the hot seat today. She's written six books that have been published. She has been a frequent guest on Britain's most popular TV and radio shows. And she is a firm believer that we cannot separate who we are from what we do. Sandy combines her love of broadcasting with her pioneering work as a media publishing and marketing consultant. She specializes in advising, advising, giving authors, teachers, speakers, individuals, how to apply the science of resonance to build their platforms, profiles, and develop programs and products that people don't just like, but they are crawling all over anything that you are putting out there. You're listening to The Relaunch Podcast, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, best-selling author, speaker, and transformational coach widely recognized in the worlds of neuropsychology and business launches, which cultivated the one and only 3HQ method, helping midlife women, yep, that's me too, rebuild a life of purpose, possibility, and inspiring business ventures. Each week, We'll be diving into the stories that brought upon the most inspirational relaunches while sharing the methods and the secrets that they learned along the way so that you too can have not just an ordinary relaunch, but an extraordinary relaunch. Sandy, welcome today to the relaunch show. And again, as I said, when we were jumping on, I am so excited to hear everything that you are doing in this incredible area. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Hilary. It's good to be here. Well, here's the thing that I always like to do is for those, you know, that are, that are just really interested in hearing about your relaunch journeys, how you ended up doing what you've done, and your relaunch journey around it that's impacted where you are today. So let's start there with sharing that most impactful relaunch journey so far. Wow, where to start? Um, It's a big question, so imagine. (laughs) I mean, I love that you're on the hot seat because I'm sure you've done this to many people too, right? (laughs) Absolutely, and then I just sit back and let them do the talking. Wow. You know, I think I've relaunched myself several times throughout my life. And the reason for that is I don't think anything is beyond us. I don't think anything is out of bounds. You know, it's true. If you can conceive it, if you believe it, then you can create it. And, uh, you know, I set my sights very early in life on what I wanted to do. And that was to be a writer. And uh, and I was probably about four or five when I told my mother that, though I don't know how a four or five year old knows what a writer is, but that's the trajectory I took. And that's what excited me. And 
that's what I became. Then later on, I became an author. And then I became somebody who created magazines, conceived new magazines. Then I decided I wanted to conquer America, not really conquer it, but I've always had a love affair with America. Uh, You know, it's so close to my heart. And when I came to America, I kind of reinvented myself all over again, just, just following the things that I enjoyed doing. And serendipity, or call it intention, just dropped into my, you know, life, the things that I wanted to do. And so I then started doing uh, internet TV um, interviews for spiritual shows and completely shifted all the work that I'd been doing in resonance marketing in the corporate arena. Okay, you are jumping way too fast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you kind of just Stop like me. Threw, you just threw out 10 amazing nuggets of information that I'm going to actually ask you to further develop before we go into where you are today. You just like race through the entire show. So let's take a let's take a, a look back and you said that, you know, for when you were four or five years old, that you immediately knew that you wanted to be a writer. There are a lot of people out there right now, Sandy, that are trying to reclaim themselves, trying to relaunch themselves into their next thing. And they do you are you one of those that believes that just, you know, leave it open and things will come to you? Or as you just said about intention intentionally putting out there what you want for those listening where do you have them start in order to have that success that you've had you know i think that we i believe that we all come in knowing what we're here to do and we forget that Uh, you know life makes us forget that we get uh, bombarded by you know conditioning from parents and teachers and other people who say we should look at this or we should look at that but I think our soul knows and I think that first of all anyone wanting to reinvent themselves or relaunch themselves needs to go back to the soul what is it that makes my heart sing because that is the thing that I think lights us up that is the thing that um, we have so much passion for and most people think they can't turn that into a career but you can And I think that when you follow that passion, because you are so excited, you know, your frequency is so high that your intention is naturally there and um, and you can create anything you want. So So we talk about so we talk about what makes our hearts sing. And I have a, a framework three HQ and it's just, you know, it's the heart the head, the higher self, you got to get out of your head, tap into your heart in order to reach that higher self. And I know that um, in order to have your heart sing, you got to, you got to shut out the noise. You got to tune out to the distractions. Sometimes that's tough, especially when there are global relaunches happening, personal, professional relaunches. We're being bombarded. And so how do you, how do you listen How do you listen to your own inner voice? I think you have to go back to your childhood. Mm. You know, what was the thing that excited you the most and that you loved doing the most? For me, it was, you know, I think over the period of a lifetime, you begin to learn more about yourself. You start off thinking, you know, I thought I was in the business of writing. Actually, I'm not. (laughs) What I'm in is the business of creating and sharing. And I call myself a shameless sharer. That is the thing that makes me want to write. That is the thing that makes me want to do interviews. That is the thing, you know, that is behind the resonance marketing. It's how we share ourselves with the world. And Mm. I think that coming back to take away all those labels and the titles, journalist, TV host and presenter, etc. Look at why you're doing that. And there, there's the clue right there is what are you about? I'm about sharing. Okay. How am I going to share? And then I love that. I love, I love you call yourself the shameless share. And how are you going to share? How are you going to, what's the vehicle around being able to do that? One thing that you, you said is knowing life makes us, you know, knowing yourself, knowing 
this, this, you know, where you want to go, knowing that when you were young, it was a great indication of what you, what you thought and what you wanted. And I often, I often think about when people are like, oh, you know, I don't really know what I want to do. And I say, you know, we'll go back. Who did you, who did you want to become at that point? And I was big into Wonder Woman. I mean, oh my gosh, the bracelets, the, you know, the outfit, the turning around, the, the lasso that, you know, was the invisible. And I, I always thought like, you know, for a long time in my teens, like, okay, what, what exactly? I'm not going to run around in that outfit. I'm not going to, how can I be a Wonder Woman of sort? And then I started as I got older to go quietly within myself and understand what did she represent to me when I was a little girl, right? And so when you, and you said that you were, and I love that you've, you've interviewed, how many, how many people have you interviewed at this point? Do you think just roughly? Oh, I don't know. Thousands, thousands, thousands thousands upon thousands. And when you talk to people, do you have in terms of your your number one question that you always ask them is there a go-to for you i always start by asking them to tell me about their journey and what what lit them up you know why are they doing what they're doing what was the inspiration because i think we all have you know fabulous journeys every single one of us has a fabulous journey and i'm really curious to know what is it that lights people up what was that moment that turned them from one thing into another that's usually you know that's, i love that because that's what i do point. Yes. right yeah. i do that with the relaunch it's the same and i i i really in reading all about your history and everything that you've done i like the idea that when you understand the relaunch journey is only there even though there are a lot of negative relaunches that happen right the silver linings the what did you garner from it what did you Mm. get you've had a tremendous amount of career relaunches where you've had different areas of the business that you've been able to watch unfold what do you think now as we're going into this next wave of media where do you think we're going? What do you think is going to be something that people should really kind of take notice and start to lean into in terms of media? Well, I think that the media, you know, we're reading about this all the time, is going through um, tremendous changes because of artificial intelligence. And there's an awful lot of journalists who are you know, suddenly being made redundant. And I think that's something we have to be very careful about because with resonance marketing, with resonance anything, you know, life is about resonance. We know who we like because we resonate with them. We know who we don't like because we don't resonate. And I think that's a key thing that we must never lose. If we lose our humanity, you know, if everything becomes um, dictated by artificial intelligence, then we actually lose our ability to connect to one another. And I think we're at a pivotal moment in our history. And this is something we really need to pay attention to. I mean, you're connecting with the people that like what you do, love what you do, want to know what you do and how to do it and how they can relaunch their lives. You imagine if your job was taken over by a piece of artificial intelligence, Mm. it might spout your words, it might know what to say, Mm. but it doesn't have your frequency. And it doesn't have your heart and it doesn't have that personal thing that connects us heart to heart. So I think that's a really important thing to people, you know, to take on board is that whatever you're doing in the world, be authentic, be you, let people share, open your heart and let them share who you are at your core, because authenticity is going to be such a valuable commodity as we move forward. It's a really amazing, this is, this just, it hit deep when you said it's heart to heart. And I'd love to ask you the question of throughout time, you look at advertising, you look at magazines, right? Used to be all about the tangible magazine in our hand, flipping through the pages. And I remember sitting on a plane and I was next to a mom and her baby like maybe one or two years old. And she handed the, I think it was Hemisphere, the United Magazine to this little 
this little kid and that the kid starts to try to swipe the magazine, right? Outdated, outdated technology in, in there. Like, what the heck is this? And almost was getting frustrated, right? Frustrated the fact that it wouldn't swipe. And I look at, there's always an opportunity for progress. And you look at, you know, many of the jobs that have become um, obsolete, right? Advertising is, you know, one that, you know, we don't have the magazines anymore. Everything is online. You look at other areas of business that has changed and evolved. And you said something so interesting, AI, and where it's come in the last just short two two months, maybe not even two months, we're now, I think they're up to uh, version five of it. And it can literally write everything you want. It can write your emails, it can write your lead pages, it can do everything. It can write a reporter's, you know, an article on somebody down to the detail. And it's, it's making people obsolete. And do you believe that as we move into this next generation, that other professions, we start with reporters, we start with, you know, people in the writing, the creative content development space. How will this, how will this impact others and other careers and other jobs? I'm very concerned about that. You know, I look at the youth. I have grandchildren who mm. are soon going to be entering the workplace. And, you know, what are they going to be doing? You know, how are we going to? And if everybody's out of work, who is going to be the consumer? You know, nobody's got the money to be able to consume what's mm. coming out. I think this is, you know, I don't know the answer to this. All mm. I know is we cannot lose our humanity. You know, mm. we and cannot that, lose our humanity. That lose, you know, lose our humanity. I think that if we really focus on that aspect, there's a point, and I have to be honest, you know, I can go in there now and I was I was using AI this morning to ask a certain question that I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm like, hey, it would be really cool to know I, I took Latin for six years. And I started to think about like, okay, what are the key words and blah, 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 that I, you know, have just not remembered in terms of the importance of them in my business. And I'm like, oh gosh, I really want to, I want to deliver this to people because it's so impactful. And Latin's been around, you know, something that started the foundation of so many languages. And as I did it, I was getting more and more. And then I started asking more questions and more questions. It's like, you know, a hundred times more valuable than just a Google search. And I got caught in the rabbit hole where I kept going and I kept going and I kept going. And I found that I'm like, wait, this is an even bigger distraction than social media. Yes. Right. I yes. mean, yes. and so as you say, hey, I think we are on a real slippery slope here that this could end up being one of the biggest, biggest impactful yes. When we look back in history, this will change the face of media as well, of how we how we look at corresponding and communicating. So when we have to take a quick break, but when we get back, first off, with thousands of interviews under your belt, I want to know what was the best interview you ever did? And then, yes. Everybody, we are going to get into resonance marketing. We are going to hear from the master of how to start to do that with your own clients. So we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by my very own Labor of Love, my most recent book, Relaunch. This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon. Get ready to try on the 3HQ method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life, reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today at www.therelaunchbook.com. Welcome back. I am here with Sandy Sedgbeer, and we are talking about really the relaunches that are happening, not just on a personal level, but 
in the world. And we've been discussing AI and the impact that it's having in the media for anything social, the fact that it really takes the humanity out of the human. And Sandy, as we're talking about AI, as we're talking about the future, as this is an absolute global relaunch that's happening, something that's come up in the last two and a half months, I think we can actually put a pin in today's conversation. And by end of year, I bet that when we go back and we listen to this episode, it's going to be one of those, we had no idea how far and wide this was going to spread in terms of what AI is now going to be covering and doing for people on a daily basis. And as you said, the jobs that are going to become obsolete. Mm, yeah. So when you look at that, I know on the break, we started to discuss a little more. I said, hold on, hold on, do not. It's too good. I want everyone to hear, you know, what, what further comment would you say around AI as a journalist, as an author of six books, as somebody who interviews thousands of people? Well, I think the first thing I'll say is that as humans, you know, one of our major drives is connection. We need to connect with one another. If we don't have that, we know we're not healthy, we're not happy. And the danger of AI is it's going to disconnect us. If everybody starts using it, you know, it makes your job easy. I know that. But there is a, a kind of, you know, I believe that we are all sensitive beings. We all know authenticity when we see it. Why do we know it? How do we know it? It's because there's a a frequency exchange. And um, we know when that is there, even if we can't describe it. And if we start relying on AI, that frequency isn't there. It isn't there. And people are going to feel the flatness of it. The words may be fantastic, but without the heart behind the words, I think that people will begin gradually to separate from one another. They will read less, they'll consume less because it's not satisfying them in the same way. I mean, everything that I'm talking about today has one basic fundamental foundation, and that is connection and communicating with one another, because how we communicate is key to everything, absolutely everything. So it may seem like we're going off at tangents, but actually we're not. You know what I, I think is so powerful about what you said with communication and frequency is when you look at energy and you, we, we know that all emotions have energy. We know our brain waves have an energy. Everything around you has energy, which means that it has a vibration and a frequency. I, I, I think what you're saying is so impactful for people to hear that when something is generated by a machine, artificial intelligence, it doesn't have, it's like the chef cooking a meal and he's distracted and not, not focused on it. And it comes out different than when the chef is totally 100% focused on putting the love in and really thinking about the ingredients or an author or a journalist or, or you doing one of your thousands of interviews where you're so excited to be there and that energy as you know, we've been talking about resonate law of resonance elevates the other and you guys come together like tuning forks, right? Exactly. And, and exactly. I, that's such a great point that it's almost like you have one tuning fork, but the other's missing. Yes. Mm. Yes. yes. So and it falls flat. It falls flat. It falls totally flat. So I, I guess the point would be if you were to, you know, the people listening, out there, what advice would you give them in terms of AI? Make sure, as you said, makes your life easier. It gives you, heck, it even writes books now, right? It takes tests it, and it does it, you know, very quickly. And, but what would you say is the, what do you suggest to keep the humanity, to keep the frequency exchange? If you are determined and you want to use this new technology, how do you use it in a, a human way? Well, I don't really know because I don't understand all of the capabilities of artificial intelligence and I try not to use it 
you know, I don't think that we're going to be able to avoid it completely. But I think, you know, you said at the beginning that one of the things I'm a great believer in is you cannot separate who you are from what you do. And people need to know who you are and what you stand for. You know, because it's not, we gravitate towards people that are similar to ourselves. If we are full of heart and the person we're talking to isn't, there's no connection there. Mm. So we must never, ever forget that who you are, you know, you can't separate that from what you're doing. So even if people are going to use artificial intelligence to create their communication packages for them, they need to be really sure that they monitor that and I would suggest give it to other people you know and ask them what are you getting from this are you feeling you know the heart in this is this convincing you is this is this uh, resonating with you that word resonance is so important oh, it's so is, yeah. important you know just a quick story I once um was working with an advertising agency and they were looking at new ways of doing things and it was a dyed in the wall very old uh, fashioned agency back in the 80s and they you know their clients were all mail order clients mail order in magazines right not internet and coupons you cut the coupon out etc and you send off for a catalog and there was a company that created seeds and plants and so they gardeners loved them and bought from this company and I said to them if you take some of that catalog and you start putting in things that resonate with that person and their interests, like a planting calendar, like what to do when this goes wrong, you know, all of those information that they have to go and go to the library or read books, etc. If you start giving them that, watch the loyalty, watch the longevity of your catalogs and watch, you know, your profits go up. And they didn't believe me. But I persuaded them to try it and they found out that it worked for them. And all they were doing was actually aligning themselves with the values and the interests of that client. You know, they're no longer just supplying the seeds that they want. What they're doing is saying, we value you. We value enough to give you all this information. You know, we want you to know that we are really connecting with you and serving your needs. And mm. that is such a fundamental thing thing that we cannot lose in society you know but you I go into that. a supermarket mm -hmm. and if somebody doesn't speak to you or if you know the checkout person starts conversing with you you make a connection it's a pleasant experience and you leave feeling happier that is so I, I'll tell you a couple of days ago I'm in a store and the person the salesperson <laughs> didn't even look up didn't even acknowledge I was there I mean I don't care if I had found the greatest thing in there. It did not resonate with me. Exactly. I felt like I felt like I couldn't get out of the store. It's like when you walk into a room where there's a bunch of people and you can just feel the energy, right? You're like, yeah. I just want to turn around and get out of there fast. So is that how you came up with resonance marketing? Is this all an accumulation of everything that you've been through, the change of times? Yes. And what can people do to start to put resonance marketing into their daily marketing routines? I think they've got they've got to come from a place of honesty. They can't say something that's patently untrue or that they don't believe in just because, you know, you're creating a funnel and you have to do it the cookie cutter way. I'm a you know, I do not like cookie cutter at all. It's just speak to people. You know, open your heart and just speak to them. Be honest with them. And um, I think honesty, people feel that honesty. They know it and they appreciate it. Mm. I think that you've really got to be very careful about what you say and how you say it. It has to come from the heart. It has to be true. It has to be authentic. You know, I, I don't like advertising per se anymore because it's a distance between you and the person who's reading it, there is no relationship there. But if you create videos, if you create podcasts, if you talk to people face to face, that's an amazing, I mean, look at TikTok, look at social media, that side of social media. Why is YouTube so popular? Because it's real people sharing something that they're passionate about in most cases. And that's something that is so magnetic 
you and I talking here is going to be so much different than if we were writing emails backwards and forwards. Right. Um, you know, people can see you, they can feel you, they watch your face, they know what's lighting you up, they can feel your excitement, they can feel your enthusiasm. These things are so important. This is what makes us human. You know, we all want to be, you know, seen and heard. <laughs> and that's the most important thing. Be seen be heard. That's the best way to connect with your customers, anyone you're doing business with, be seen, be heard, and also be in alignment with their values as well. You know, it's interesting when I think about the most popular, popular, however you're defining popular, but you know, the one that got the most views on social media was when I literally was saying a, a quote that's out there commonly used and i fessed up to saying hey i don't even really understand it nor did i but i now get it and it was uh, albert einstein's you know you can't solve a problem at the level of consciousness and i always was like what the heck does that really really mean and how does that really impact the way we do business and i was i was speaking on a stage and i said it and i'm like hey I finally get it, but I didn't get it for a long time. Well, of course we clipped that and it became like the top one because I was being vulnerable to say, Hey, I never got this. And other people are like, yeah, I don't understand it either. And it's any time that I kind of, um, go to that level and express something that, Hey, I'm, I don't get this, or I'm not comfortable with this, or this didn't work for me, or we didn't have, you know, the best success doing that. In fact, it was a bomb. It didn't work. Don't try it. Or if you try it, change the steps because I, I blew it. I think that's when there's that connection because yes. that's what we're all about. Right. I, I do believe the, the act of openly discussing failures and problems that you're going through. And just this morning, I woke up and I uh, have a tendency to wake up with like, my best ideas of the day are usually like ones that I'm like, Oh, God, I got to write it down as fast as possible, or I'll forget it. And I woke up and I thought, you know, it's really interesting. Uh, there's been so much conversation with the banking industry crisis and money stories and how that's really impacting additional fears in all of us. And I started to think about the glass ceiling and I thought about the, um, you know, the fact that women are being paid less than men still. And we've been, you know, on this plight to kind of come on, you know, we're equal levels, you know, we're, we're contributing sometimes even more and being paid less. And then I started thinking, you know, there's this, this comment that's going around that says, uh, only 1% of female entrepreneurs hit seven figures. And why is that? Why is that that we keep thinking everything is a struggle? And it's because of what you're saying right now. It's what we've grown up with. It's the communication of what's been told to us. And that's human. As we go forward, we need the voices. We need the voice that's going to say, hey, you know what? That's, that's old stories that are going on in you. The yeah. new, the energy that's attached with being able to, yeah, if there's one person out there doing seven figures, hey, ra raising my arm high right now, you can do it too. Like, yes, but that's where resonance, that's where, you know, you want to not just be with like-minded people, but be with like energy people. Absolutely. So when you think about, you've interviewed so many people, thousands of people, what question right now, if you were interviewing yourself, would you ask? Oh, that's a good one. I think, I think that question about what turns on your light, that is such a fundamental one because people don't often think about that in themselves. They're so busy looking at, you know, what they've got to do to succeed, etc., to to live. But what turns on your light? Because the minute you say that to someone, they smile. You know, something lights up inside them. And I'm I'm a great believer in, you know, 
doing everything you do from that place, that place of passion. Uh, because again, it's down to frequency. You smile, your energy changes, your physiology changes, everything changes. You're putting that out and people around you are more eager. You know, they're more eager to hear more from you. So I think what turns on your light is just a brilliant question to ask people. Mm. You know, that's that's got to be the one when you go into a party, although some people may feel it's a bit intrusive if you don't know them. <laughs> um, but, you know, th- what is it that you love to do the most? I like to say, what fires you up? Yeah. Like, what fires you up? What like, because yeah. I think we're so doled out these days with all the stress. Mm-hmm that we forget, we tune out instead of tuning in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so what is, what is the one thing right now that truly lights you up? And I know you can, I know you're gonna say grandkids. Can't say grandkids. <laughs> no, no, I will, I will say my No BS Spiritual Book Club. That's the thing that really makes me smile because it's useful. I'm having so much more fun with it than I ever thought I would. Best interviews I've ever done uh, because I don't have to do anything. I just listen. And it seems to make the people that I'm interviewing really happy because somebody's connecting with them and asking them a personal question about their own life that they don't normally get in interviews. So it's it's like a gift that keeps on giving. So, yeah, that's the thing. Well, that- I, had, I had the pleasure of being on there with you. And I have to say, you you have such a great way of bringing out in people what lights them up. Why do you like that? Why is that book the one that you're really, you know, and I remember you said uh, on, on one of them, you know, I've never, I, I've never heard of that book. And I wanted to throw one in just to kind of, you know, fuel the fire and see where we went. And I thought I, ha- you know, I got off that and I was like, that was so good. You are a master at that. Okay. Well, we do have to take a quick break. And when we come back, I have mentioned that you have written six books and I would like to go into one of your books. I know we can talk about all of them, but Sex, Lies, and Love, How to Understand the Opposite Sex. When we come back, we're going to jump into that. This episode is brought to you by my very own Labor of Love, my most recent book, Relaunch. This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon. Get ready to try on the 3HQ method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life, reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today at www.therelaunchbook.com. We are back and I am with Sandy Sedgbeer and we are talking about what it really means when you are in your element, when you're in your passion, when you are doing what resonates out there and you're pulling in people, you're pulling in that communication to allow people to be vulnerable, for you to be vulnerable. But I did ask before we took a break, I wanted to, you know, she's written six books. I need to talk at least about one, and that would be Sex, Lies, and Love, How to Understand the Opposite Sex. And first, why did you write this? It's a good question. I had written a book called Sexual Power. What is it? Who's got it? And how to succeed in love and life. And everybody, and it was really about charisma. What is that thing that gives somebody charisma? And in there, just for fun, I had two chapters And one of them was called What Men Want from Women and What Women Think They Want and Vice Versa. And wherever I went on television, everybody kept asking about those two chapters. So my publisher said, there's another book there. So I decided I was going to write a book on, you know, what men want from women and what women want from men and how to understand each other. And um, so I did that book, my publisher, you know, commissioned it, I did that book. And it didn't quite make it into America, because John Gray came out with Men Are From Mars, 
women are from Venus at the same time. Yeah, but it did do very well in Europe and other countries. But basically, again, we're back to communication, you know, because without communication, we make up our own stories. You know, if we if there's a blank there, we're going to make a story about it. And this this is what's happened through the millennia with men and women where we have completely do not understand. And we have all of these ideas of why the other one does what they do. And it just drives us crazy. So I decided to write that book. And ultimately, really, it's all about we have to learn to understand one another. And in order to do that, we have to have communication and be open. Mm, and and my I would even throw in stop assuming you know yes. Yes. <laughs> right yes. Yes. for yes. so long I just was like you know it's it's the uh, principle of the golden rule do unto others as you would want done to you and absolutely doesn't work <laughs> especially when it has to do with men right uh, so I got to go back to something you said and that was about charisma and what. What is that thing? What would you say? Did I tell you what it is? I mean, I studied everything. I looked at pheromones. I looked at voice, you know, the sound of a voice. What is it that, you know, gives that person? I tell you what it is in a nutshell, confidence. Ah, It's confidence. That's the thing. And everybody thinks everybody's got confidence but me. And in fact, You know, confidence is built upon the experience of success. So you have to put yourself out there, have a few successes to build your confidence. But confidence is the most seductive and attractive thing in the world. Yeah. And that's why everybody then says that person's got charisma. No, they're just exuding confidence. And it's interesting, I find, working with female entrepreneurs, that when I dig deep enough, it's that we've got the imposter syndrome. We've yes. got, you know, yes. it's a lack of confidence. And yes. so, you know, what do we package up and put the bow on? Bringing you that that period of the mindset of a confident yeah. executive, a confident entrepreneur. That is so good. I had never, I've never heard it said like that. And that was so powerful. So let me ask you, I, I always think this is such a powerful question of what really is your why? Why get up in the morning? Why are you really doing all of these things that you're doing? I think it's because I'm so curious about everything um, that, you know, it's it's the why not is my why, mm-hmm. I think, because people have said to me many times throughout my life, you shouldn't be doing that. You can't do that. You're not equipped to do that. You're not qualified to do that. And my answer is, why not? I think it's pushing those boundaries and, you know, taking a step just because you want to see whether you can do it or not. Yeah, that's my that's my why. The why not? And and I really think that you're passionate in regards to women and empowering them to say, why not? Yes. Because again, it goes back to your book. It's the confidence. It's the ability yeah. because we've been taught since we were young that things have to be challenging, yeah. right? We don't know what we're capable of until we mm. try, until we do the, well, why not? Let's give it a go. You know, let's see how it works out. And what's the worst that can happen? You know, you may have a failure, but it's not going to kill you. So you will learn something and then you'll do your next why not. You know, my mom, before she passed, she had a great saying she would say, it is what it is, Hillary Jane. So now what? Yes. Right? Yes. It's like enough already. If we're back in the, you know, how challenging is something going to be? How tough is it? Oh, you know, who's done that? And I love, you know, the the mile when that, you know, person broke the mile record. And as soon as it was broken, very shortly after it was broken yes. again. And yes. that's, that's yes. such a powerful part of this. And so as we look at women and where we're going, and I really think it's an incredible world we live in right now, because there's so much support amongst us that we're really trying to elevate other women and give the power of, you know, uh, I think Lynn Taggart wrote uh, the book, 
the power of eight, right? This energetic, and I know spiritually you're, you know, you, you have really found this. What caused you to find that level of higher self? You know, I don't know the answer to that. I think I've always been seeking answers. And I do remember a period when it kind of went from something I was evaluating to something I truly believed. Um, and I don't know what that was, but I think, I think if, if you remain curious, if you just keep looking, keep investigating, you know, keep learning, that's the most important thing. And keep trying things, especially trying, experimenting with things, then you can't help but get to a point of self-understanding. Mm. And I think everything is within us. We've got it all. We just need to have the confidence that we have it all and we can use it on. Well, when you're interviewing people, you have such a level of confidence. And sometimes confidence comes with having done something thousands of times. What interview, what person has really surprised you the most was like, wow, that was profound to me. There've been a few along the way. It's really hard to say, but someone who comes to mind is Matthew Fox. And um, mm. are you familiar with Matthew's work? Yes. Oh, that man. I mean, he got excommunicated by the Pope uh, because he was had such progressive ideas about women. Uh, that was one of the reasons. And he just went and got himself, you know, joined a different kind of church. Uh, he's just done so much because he believes, why not? You know, mm -hmm. I mean, he's had so many great ideas that were stamped on. He was shut up for many years before he was excommunicated. He wasn't allowed to write anything, but he just kept going. Uh, he just felt so passionate about what he thought was possible and what should happen. And he did it. And, you know, we owe so much to that man. Mm. Uh, so for so those... Much. For the people that are listening and they're feeling like they're stuck or overwhelmed or underwhelmed, what do you think is the first step to getting to that position of, I can do it, I can get there, I can make it happen? I think one of the most important things is to talk to someone else because we don't see ourselves. It's very easy to get caught into something and think, oh no, I can't do this. But when we talk to other, none of us ever say to other people because you know we don't, tell me what you see in me. <laughs> you know, and we're not good at seeing ourselves, but if we, if we have somebody else who can say, oh, but I see this and I see that. And you go, really? you know, this is what we need to hear. I mean, I do this thing called clarity coaching and it never fails. People don't know what they've got inside them until they ask someone else to tell them what they see. <laughs> that is so true. So you are always the person who asks, you know, what, what books do you love to read and what's on, you know, what's on your list? I'd love to ask you, what is your favorite book and why? I have several favorites. I'm always being asked to do my 10 best. I can't I have several, <laughs> several books, but I love simplicity and I love the things that make me go. That is so true. Why didn't I think of that? Mm -hmm. You know, the things you can live by. So the four agreements, the five oh. agreements, Don Miguel Ruiz. I love Dan Millman's work, uh, you know, the uh, way of the peaceful warrior, because everything he says is so practical. You know, it's just a duh. When you when you read it and it really brings you back to the things that are important and how you can move through life. So those kinds of books are the ones that really, really interest me the most and that I want to recommend to others because we're all looking for our, you know, our map to get through life. How do we how do we do this? None of us, you know, have a blueprint. We have to create it. And I think knowing some of those fundamental foundational things about how life works i mean the four agreements you know being oh. with your word do not take things personally i mean it's just you know it's a guidebook to live life by i and, read it uh, i read it every year and i teach i teach one of my courses just around it <sighs> like how are you doing that in your business each one of them how are you doing it in your life yeah. i think it is so important and and i i think that as you said simple is profound yes it's like we overcomplicate 
everything. everything. So I do want to ask you, what is next for you? What's your what's your next big relaunch that you're? Uh, I don't really know. I'm still very focused on the No BS Spiritual Book Club and what you know the possibilities there because I think it has so many possibilities. So that's kind of like my my big thing at the moment is just really taking that up to another level where you know it's free and uh, it should be free but it has to be monetized at some point so getting it to the next level so that it continue to grow and be a resource for people because I think that's what we want more than anything is resources we need Mm. resources that are going to help us through life and especially the time that we're living in now because it's going to be very easy to get signed sidetracked by the AI, by the technology, by all the media, all of the chaos out there. I think we've just got to keep coming back to that fundamental part of our humanity. So true. So how can people get in touch with you, be part of your world and all that you just inject people with this like confidence themselves? I just find when I'm talking to you, I'm like, yeah, I can do it. I got more clarity just from this call. <laughs> well, they can go to my website, which is my last name, sedgebeer.com, S-E-D-G-B-E-E-R.com. They can learn about, you know, what I do, how I work, the different things. The No BS Spiritual Book Club is also there. So, you know, they can have have at that and look at look at your 10 best list and look at, you know, Don Miguel Ruiz Jr.'s 10 best list and all kinds of things and find inspiration. You know, I think the best thing we can do in life is be an inspiration for others. Mm, so great. And also I have my 10 best on that as well. And it, it, I took a lot of time. I went back and I reread some of them just to make sure that they were the ones that really yeah. resonated. I took some, I put some crazy ones in there, as you know. And so Sandy, thank you so much for being here with us and again we will have all of the ways to get in contact with sandy in our show notes and i also want to ask you as the listeners out there something resonated come on over to the instagram the relaunch co and let us know what was your big takeaway and if you want to hear more of segments like this, make sure that you're subscribing, make sure that you are following us, make sure that you know that we are here to bring people like Sandy to you to really help share these invaluable messages of building your confidence today, resonance marketing, how you can continue to be human in what's becoming an unhuman world. So Sandy, thank you again. And everyone, we will see you again next week. Until then, live now, love now, relaunch now. Take care. Thank you, Hilary. You've just heard another episode of the Relaunch Podcast. If something shared in this episode resonated with you, please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others to inspire them to take the small steps that lead to a life full of purpose and possibility. And remember, you can have immediate access to the show notes and any giveaways at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next week, now is your time to relaunch your transition into a transformation.